Welcome inside to episode two of the UNA BCM podcast. We're excited to have you along today. As always, Matt Daniels here, campus minister of the Baptist Campus Ministries on campus here at UNA. This is week two now. Actually, it'll be week three of the remote learning for the university here as this podcast, week two for the podcast. And we're just excited to have you on board. And again, I say we, I'm not alone. We do have Daniel Puckett, our mastermind behind the scenes, taking care of everything. And then BCM host extraordinaire Jake Drummond is joining us today. Jake, what's up, my man? What's up, Matt? You doing all right? I'm good, buddy. I'm glad to have you on. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. I don't know. I'll be bringing you on in week two. Maybe us starting too hot. I don't know if we'll be able to reach the the listens we'll get on this one. I don't know. We'll see. You know, we'll let the Lord lead. If okay. people watch, then we'll see what happens. I like that. Jake, just in case somebody's listening to this, they don't know much about you, just give a quick intro as to who you are. All right, well, like I said, my name is Jake. I am from uh, Jasper, Alabama. I am 23 years old, studying social work at the University of North Alabama, and plan on graduating in December. Let's see what happens with everything going on, but uh, enjoyed. I'm glad to be here, enjoying uh, Florence, enjoying my time here. And we're, it's good to have you. Like we said, Jake, Jake serves as a host for the BCM, and if you're listening to this and you don't know what that means, you also heard Connor last week on episode one. If you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go back. We talked about call to prayer with Connor and then now we have another host here in Jake. And what these hosts do is they live in the building and their duty is to take care of the building. They, they have chores, they have tasks that they must do uh, to upkeep the building, to help us set up, take down the events. And they're the front lines of the ministry. And so Jake and I, I thought it'd be appropriate to bring him on, not just because of his social work major, not just because of his um, role as a host, but because of his heart and who he is, we're going to talk about a call to missions. And so Jake, let's just jump right into it. How would you define missions? So when I think about missions, you know, uh, a lot of times I think of just daily living, like, uh, and you know, I also think about, you know, going overseas and having missions, but, you know, I like to think of being mission-minded, you know, where you're at in your daily life, whether that's, you know, like for me as a a student on UNA's campus or, you know, wherever I'm at, if I'm at work at Tuesday morning. Uh, but that's different for everybody. You know, for you, this is your profession. You know, this is what you come to do every day. You know, other people maybe younger than me could be high school, so their, you know, mission field is in their high school classroom. Uh, so I think it's just wherever you are in your daily life. You know, if you are overseas missionary, you know, if you live in, you know, Japan or Russia, you know, that's your mission board. I just think it's wherever you wake up and um, wherever you go throughout your daily life, that's your mission board, is, and that's, you know, going and showing people the love of Jesus, you know, that's what it all comes down to, you know, no matter what you're doing with, because we all have different jobs and occupations and different times in our life, but we're all called to uh, be the hands and feet of God and, you know, showing that through uh, the way we live our life. Yeah, that's a great, really, summary of missions, and you're right. A lot of times when we hear missions, we immediately think of international, mm -hmm. right? The missionaries out on the field, a foreign country, a third world country. And that's good. I think it's good that we've thought about that because we've brought a lot of attention to those yeah. people. And by no means is this podcast to try to take away from what mm -hmm. they're doing. It is more to shine light on exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. Missions is simply being the hands and feet of Jesus. It's actively serving. It's actively going. It's actively telling, mm -hmm. right? It's being a part of it exactly where God has placed each of us, right? You mentioned it. This is my profession, right? This is my job. But God has strategically placed me here and given me a platform of the campus that I've got access to places on campus that other people don't have, right? 
the Christian doctor who may be tuning into this or the Christian teacher who may be turning into mm-hmm. this can't walk on campus and schedule an event, can't walk on into the athletic department here at UNA where we do a lot of mission work with, right? right? Can't walk into the international office and say, hey, I want to plan a hoedown for international students. How's that sound? They're going to be like, who are you and why are you in our exactly. office? But they've given, but God has given me, right, this specific opportunity. Mm-hmm. You mentioned as a student, as an employee, and I think that's the biggest thing for the listeners to understand is that wherever God has placed you, that's your mission field. Right. And so our job is to be the hands and feet of Jesus, right? And this isn't just something we've made up, right? In Acts chapter 1, Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. He's done his earthly ministry. He's died on the cross. He's raised again on the third day. And this is his disciples talking to him. And they ask him in chapter in verse 6 of chapter 1 in Acts, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? See, the disciples were asking for something bigger, right? Mm-hmm. They were looking for power. They were looking for restoration. They were looking for just this big, you know, um, rise to the top, right? And here's what Jesus says to him in verse 7. It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but, verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. So when you look at this in Acts 1, 8, a very popular verse, Jesus is telling them, you're going to get the Holy Spirit because I'm about to send into heaven, and I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit. And then now you're going to go and be my witnesses everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the other ends of the earth. That's literally everywhere. As you go, right, you're sharing the gospel. And so, Jake, I want to toss it back to you here to talk about, like, how do we do this in your mind? How, how do we stay on mission everywhere we are? Well, I think you have to just do your part. And I think everybody has a like particular part. And whenever we all do our parts together, it, it all comes together. Because, like, for me, I just think it's, because, uh, you know, I, I have a little bit of money, but, you know, I'm a broke college kid, don't have a lot of money going out, so, like, I can't really go out and, like, buy things or do things, but I know that when I am with people, I can be, you know, intentional and give them my, my time, and sometimes that's the best thing about being missional, is just giving people your time. But, you know, I do know that other people uh, maybe have different resources, so maybe if you're, maybe you don't have time, but you have money, you can give your money. And when you give time, you give money, and you have people who are going out, then I think then uh, when it, it, it's one of the things, like I just mentioned, it comes together, and you can go out and you can do more. And, um, you know, for me, it's just, you know, if somebody comes to the BCM, they just want to talk and hang out. You know, you can just be missional just by hanging out with them. Or maybe if they come to the BCM or just not just the BCM, just anywhere, and they feel comfortable and want to talk to me, they, they, uh, if it's in the library at school or if it's, you know, on a phone call when I'm at lunch break. It's just uh, being there for people because, you know, especially, especially, you know, right now being a college student that I think uh, people are definitely searching because I know, you know, I was searching for a while because we're thinking about the rest of our life and it can be really, really scary. It can be a really hard process. So uh, when people search, you know, be there for them and uh, help them understand, but, you know, t- give them the answer, you know, and that's, that's the Lord. And then especially, you know, during this time, just, um, giving them, you know, the calm, trying to be calm with them. And, you know, of course, the uh, only person who can give us that calm, calmness and, you know, release those anxieties that we have, uh, and that's Jesus. And just trying to explain that to the best way uh, that we can 
to help them understand that, I think uh, would be where I'd like to start. Yeah, and, and, and it's important, right? We can't be on mission unless we know the one who sins. Right. Right, and that is Jesus, and that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no mm-hmm. man gets into heaven but through him, right? We can't be on mission if we don't know him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're even on mission if we don't love him like we should. Right. Right, that's the big thing. You're talking about looking for opportunities, being ready for opportunities. It starts with that love for Jesus. And I think, you know, what you really have to do first is you have to take a step back and then look at yourself. Because I feel like if you're not, if you don't like realize exactly where you're, you're at with your walk with the Lord, I think the, it'll be harder to see those ministry opportunities. You know, I think it'd be harder for you if an opportunity comes up that you may be, maybe if you're not uh, doing too good in your walk at the current time, maybe you're more scared or uh, you're not as trusting to go into that opportunity and do what the Lord is calling you to do. But then again, if you, maybe you are in that situation where you, You've been reading, you've been, you know, a lot of, you've been in constant conversation with the Lord. You know, it makes it easier. And as long, if you examine yourself and be like, well, maybe I need to get rid of this, that way I, I can, more opportunities can come up in our in our life. Because I feel like the Lord is like very careful. Like he makes you really think about, um, you know, maybe if you haven't read in a while, it's like, how are you going to share with somebody if you haven't read the word? You know, it's like they have a question. And I know there's questions that I don't know the answer to and everything, and that's okay. But it's like, answers that we should know but just because we haven't had that uh, conversation with the Lord in a long time it makes it harder to explain but I still think the Lord will be with us regardless but I just think you know when you examine yourself and be like you know am I where I need to be so I can go and be the hands and feet am I where I'm at so when somebody sees me they truly see Jesus and nothing you know they don't think you know really Jake's a Christian I wouldn't have thought of that by the way he lives his life so I think we definitely have to like examine ourselves before we can go uh, be missional because that's a very big task you know the Lord asked us to do so we have to make sure that we're prepared and ready yeah there's no doubt about it Jesus talked about the greatest two commands right the first mm-hmm. command is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart soul mind and strength right, right? and then the second command is to love others as yourself mm-hmm. it starts with that first command loving Jesus knowing that it's all about him <clears throat> we're not going on mission to draw light to the BCM right we're not going on mission to draw light to Jake or Matt we're going on mission to draw light to Jesus, to draw people to him. He is why we do this, and he should always be why we do this. And I would just encourage you, you're talking about those of you listening, right? If you want to be more on mission or you want to be, as, as even Jake has shared, I want to be missional at my job. I want to be missional at my campus. I want to be missional in my home, right? Because for Jake here at college, the BCM is his home, and he's talking about being missional here in his home. If you want to do that, then it's simply, I want to ask you two questions. One, how much do you love Jesus? Is there something in your life that's holding you back from a full, total love of him? And then secondly, why are you not? Right? And so when you can answer those two questions, then you're going to be motivated to be on mission. Mm -hmm. Right? You're going to be motivated to love others as yourself because you understand that when I do that, they're going to come in contact with Jesus, which is the only person they ever need to come in contact with. And that will allow you to see your home, your workplace, your campus as a mission field. And for you UNA students that are listening to this specifically, Jake talked about it in the very beginning, right? This campus is our mission field. So Jake, what, what do we do? How, how, how do we reach our campus other than maybe some of the things you've talked about, but specifically our campus? What is it about our campus that makes it the mission field and how do we reach it? 
Well, I think UNA has a such a wide variety of people because you know there's a lot of international students and there's a lot of people that are um, that come from just all over. So that gives us a really good opportunity to be diverse and be uh, to reach a lot of different people. And then if we do reach those people, you know they can go back home, you know, and they can reach their families. And it's just you know you just plant one seed in a in uh, it starts to grow and then you know you go out and you start growing more crops and they go home and before you know it there's just all kind of harvest ready and I think you know if um, you know we, we don't need to forget our resources I think the local churches are really good around here and not forgetting uh, that we have help because I think sometimes uh, we, we think it's just just me doing that you know or self you know like you think you're alone that you're the only one trying to reach people and I think if we can remember that the Lord gives us you know a cloud of witnesses it talks about in Hebrews you know and if, if we all come together and when we when we're in numbers I think that helps because when we all had the same goal and that's just to you know save people, I think it's a lot easier to go out and share your story. I think it's a lot easier to go out and do mission work and to be more bold to, you know, volunteer to do something for the international or for the athletics, whatever it may be. But it's a lot easier when you have somebody there behind you, be like, hey, I support you, I got you, and you know I'm gonna be there right beside you. So let's go do this. I think it's a way easier. And besides, when you're just like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, for, say for example, if I was like, you know, I'm gonna go over. To talk to the international students but you know I don't really know many of them but if I know like, hey I know I got RA friends that live with them you know if I can you know use them just got to remember especially here to re use your resources and not forget about that yeah we're talking about this call to missions right this call is not a singular call on one believer mm -hmm. this is a call to all believers the Great Commission is for everyone the Great Commission is not an option to be considered but a command to be obeyed Right, and so we must be on the Great Commission and be on mission. And Jake's dead on, right? Use each other, pull together, and say, "Let's do this together as a faceless army for the sake of the gospel." Mm -hmm. Let's take our campus by storm because the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Right, right. Let's change that. Yes, the harvest is plentiful, but let's have plentiful amount of laborers ready to go, ready to serve, lock arms with one another, and that's right through the BCM, through your church, through any other. There's so many campus ministry organizations that right. are about the gospel, mm -hmm. right? It's plug in where God wants you to be, and it's specifically in a local church. It's important that we are locking arms with the local churches. We are fortunate here at RBCM to have the support of our Colbert Lauderdale Baptist Association and the Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions, mm -hmm. right? And so for everybody, from the state level to the associational level to the local church, and then even us right here on campus, it's about reaching every student. That's what we're here to do. We're here to literally reach every student, right? We've got 7,500 plus, give or take, students right now at UNA on campus. Let's reach them. But we can't do that alone, just me and Jay, just the BCM. We need our local churches. You're listening to this from a local church. We thank you for your support. We love you, but we also want to lock arms with you. Right. We want to be strategic in that, and we want to reach our campus for the sake of the gospel. And it starts with all of us like we're saying, being on mission. And there's no time better than now in 2020 with everything going on in the world around us, right, for us to be on mission, for us to serve the God who's in complete control by going and loving on others, by sharing the gospel and being vocal in that. And that's one of the reasons why we not only wanted to bring you this podcast, but to just have this conversation right. to hopefully encourage you listening to be on mission, right? And so well, Go ahead. something that I was just thinking and something that it makes it easier when you have so many people together, you know, like for you, 
you know, anytime if you can hold me accountable. Like if you see me slacking, you're like, hey, dude, I love you. You know, I need you to, you know, live your, your calling. And I think that so sometimes uh, not every Christian has that. I think it makes it a lot harder on them. Um, so whenever you have those surrounding sort resources, you know, and church members and close friends that are Christians, you know, hold each other accountable. You know, if you see somebody slacking, pull them up, you know, because, you know, and when they're down, you know, be thankful for them. And I think that helps keep our mind on being mission is when you've got, you know, people there to, to uh, pull you up or pick you back down to get you back on track. Because I think sometimes we can easily get off track of sometimes being mission minded. I know I have personally. So when you have those people to be, to be there to like, hey, let's, you know, let's go do this. You know, don't forget your calling. I think it's, uh, it makes it easier to remember. Yeah, because we're fleshly in nature and flesh is selfish, right? Being on mission is a very unselfish thing. Mm-hmm. Right, when we look at Jesus and how he came humbly through the manger, and Mark ten forty five tells us that the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve, right? And so to do that, you're right, accountability, and we talked about this on the last podcast, accountability is not to bring shame, accountability is to bring victory. Right. It's to bring victory, for us to walk in victory together and say, let's do this together, you're not alone, right? That's why I love in Acts 1, 8, he tells the disciples, you, right, this is a plural you. Because he goes on, he says, you will be my witnesses. It's plural. It's not just that this was one call to one disciple. This was to all the disciples. And now here we are, also disciples of this Jesus. We need to be on mission and we need to serve him. And it's like you said whenever, um, like you just said, how nobody can be on mission right now with everything going on. And, you know, we have so many opportunities. And it's like, you know, when I texted you a couple weeks ago talking about, you know, helping me to, Stay on mission-minded because sometimes we can get caught up in all just the craziness and how fast the work, you know, yeah. your daily life can be, and uh, and it and it's definitely helped me, and I know it, it definitely helps other people as well. Yeah, and and one unique opportunity that Jake, I'll let you expand upon here in a minute through the BCM is we have an organization called One Mission Students through the State Board of Missions that we get to send you students that are listening to this out abroad. You know, obviously in 2020 we're not going to do any international travel. Uh, due to the current pandemic, but um, in the future, there'll be international opportunities. And I know, Jake, you and I are scheduled, as long as everything holds true, later, later in the summer to go to New York through One Mission Students. Talk about that process for you a little bit, kind of what led you to want to go on mission this summer, uh, specifically through One Mission and this opportunity that we have to New York. Just talk about kind of, again, why you feel led and encourage maybe other students to be a part. Yeah, so this summer was open for me because for the previous summers I had done camp counselor at Tenture Kid. And, um, you know, your summertime, especially in college, is just they start every year you progress, you have less summers to, to do things and have the entire summer off because, of course, we'll get older and have jobs and it won't be like we were in school anymore. We won't have summers off. And uh, the summers are a really good time for you to really uh, just. Spend your time with the Lord. You know, you can do whatever your time. You can do whatever you want with your time. But uh, to me, it was uh, what Century Kid was. It was a way for me to to go do the work of the Lord. You know, we were going to different states and having camps and just telling uh, you know second through sixth graders about the gospel. And it was awesome, and I learned a lot. The Lord really showed me a lot in those three years. And uh, this year, it just felt like uh, I wasn't call- being called back. You know, I wasn't sure what it was. I had a feeling it was something to stay here in Florence because I had got the host position and I was really looking forward to that and 
Uh, I was getting more plugged in at Woodmont Baptist and uh, meeting a lot more Christians than I knew at the time. So I just felt like not going back to camp was uh, the right thing to do. And I figured the Lord would open doors. And, you know, the more I started to get connected with the BCM and started to look around uh, what was going on in the summer, you know, you started talking about mission trips in the summer at the BCM one night. And you uh, mentioned the New York trip and uh, that was something that was really interested in me because, you know, I love basketball and that's one of the sports is a basketball and sports camp. But uh, just any sport activity, I just love being outside in the summer and uh, with it being with, you know, kids and youth, um, I've always just had a heart for them because, you know, people poured out to me whenever I was uh, in those ages. And, um, you know, what I don't know where I'd be without if people wouldn't have searched and then uh, told me the good news and just uh, show me the love of Jesus during those times. So. Um, anytime I had that opportunity, I tried to give back. And I feel like uh, when you was talking about New York and explaining what all that process would be and how we would be up there and having a camp, but also it being, you know, a time where we can reach people. And I just was really intrigued by that because, uh, one, I'd never been in New York, but then again, uh, you know, you can still be mission-minded, like you said, like we've been talking about uh, here in the United States. And I feel like, you know, there's Sure, there's plenty of people in New York that we can reach as as well as everybody everywhere else. And I was just uh, intrigued, and uh, with that position, getting the host position and then talking about that, I was like, oh, maybe this is what the Lord wants me to do for the summer. So, you know, I started talking to you more about it, and, you know, uh, other opportunities presented itself for the summer here. And uh, I was really intrigued, and... I thought, well, maybe this is why the Lord didn't call me back to Century Kid was because, you know, I'm supposed to be here this summer and have other opportunities to do. So, you know, I started filling out the application and going through all the, um, you know, progress work we're supposed to do for the one mission students and everything and got that done and turned that in. And was and we're really looking forward to what the Lord can do because, uh, you know, it's a lot of unknown, but, you know, a lot of times in the unknown is when the Lord really shows himself. And I think it's it'd be a good learning experience for for everybody on that trip and I just think the summertime is so critical for you know young Christians to be able to not worry about school and not have any distractions but just go out and serve with the Lord and you can do that and like you said you know maybe going with a trip on one mission students or going to international trips which um, or it could just be you know working at your church whatever that may be the Lord can really show himself when you're not worried about school you just you just live in your day and I think uh, if somebody was listening, I would definitely say, you know, uh, not worry about school in the summer, but really think about ways that you could really uh, search the Lord and see what he could do in just a two-month span in your life and how much he can grow you and how much he can show himself to you if you really seek and, you know, you, you put a lot of time into that. Yeah, and Jake makes a great point about using your summer missionally, right? Because as a married man with a child now, it's harder. I mean, there's a lot of planning that's had to go in for me and my wife to be able to go and lead this trip to New York. Hopefully this pandemic mm-hmm. slows down and we're still able to go. Um, but, there, you know, we had to figure out what are we going to do with Luke? What are we going right. to do with the logistics, the money piece of it for two versus just one, right? But also as a student in the summers, that's really when God shows you a lot of who he is. I truly mm-hmm. believe that for students in the summer. And so, yes, be on mission. That doesn't mean you have to give up your whole summer and go eight weeks somewhere. If you feel led to do that, by all means do that. Right. We've got some students through the BCM that are doing that, um, that are going to go all over North America and spend their summer. It may be, as Jake said, serving in your local church. There are so many things that happen in the local church in the summer. Not just 
with the kids ministry with Bible school and all of that but you got your youth they usually go into camp they're always doing stuff in the summer churches are always doing outreach food banks there's so many things you can do to be on mission in the summer and it's something that I look back on in my college career the summers when I was in college I was so focused on my future career that that's what I spent the summers doing mm -hmm. whether it was school as you said or what I would do at the time I wanted to be a college basketball coach so I was traveling the country going to different colleges working these camps trying to meet coaches trying to network so I could become a division one basketball coach and I got to being a division one basketball coach and began realizing that's not what God had for me mm -hmm. right and so I look back and go man could I have done something different in the summers because I didn't get I didn't take advantage of one mission students when I was in school and I would just encourage students to do that especially Alabama students, you have a unique partnership with One Mission students that helps you financially, but it's direct Alabama connections in all of these trips. And they also, this year, one thing very unique, since we can't go international, is there's opportunities on onemissionstudents.org to serve in Alabama, as Jake said. For some people, your heart is not to go somewhere else. That's okay, God mm -hmm. gives us different hearts for different reasons. For some of you, your heart may be your hometown, or maybe a specific area in Birmingham, uh, in Mobile, we're trying to put together a project here in the Shoals that's going to be at least two weeks, if not a three-week-long project, where you're serving our Baptist Association, you're serving our campus, you're going to do some variety of things. And so that may be your heartbeat. You may say, hey, I just love Alabama. Great. We've got opportunities yeah. for you, for you to serve and to be intentional on in that. And I would encourage you, a lot of you listen to this, and you're like, well, I don't know what to do with my summer. Follow your heart. Mm -hmm. If you're loving God, then follow that because he's not going to lead you astray. Jake gave a great example of his story, serving in Centrikid, great organization that saves a lot of children's lives, right, and brings the gospel. But God began changing his heart. I would say this even if Jake wasn't on the podcast. I've seen tremendous growth in his life since he stepped in as a host, and he has absolutely lived out the role of a host of being on mission. And a lot of times when we think about being on mission, I'll share this example because I know Jake's too humble to share it. We think a lot of times that, oh, that's me standing on a platform sharing the gospel. That may be it, but sometimes missional is just being loving in nature. A few Sundays ago, we finally had beautiful weather. It felt like it was raining every day of 2020. We get beautiful weather, and Jake organizes an ultimate Frisbee game that we probably had 25, 30 people show probably. up to just hanging out, fellowshipping. And as we're doing that, right, one of our students brought some youth from his church that are high school students that can see college students exemplifying the love of Christ, having some fun. But then this random guy just walks over from the fishing dock. Yeah. He just got off the boat fishing, and he wants to come play with us, a guy that none of us knew, but now he's entering into the presence of God yeah. because we simply went out to the park to play Ultimate Frisbee, and it was all Jake's idea. So I share that not to brag on Jake, but to encourage all of you listening to this. It's practical. Mm -hmm. Being on mission is simply I'm going to love God, and I'm going to be intentional in everything that I do, right? Whatever it is that God's given me. Whatever gifts he's given you, whatever passions he's given you, they're unique to you, but they are for the one who gives you the gift. They are for God. So use that as leverage for the kingdom. And so, Jake, I just want to kind of close with this. If you could leave the people listening with one piece of advice to encourage them on the call to missions, what would that one piece of advice be? What I would say is, uh, I know for myself sometimes I'm very bad at like quoting scripture and remembering scripture. Um, but I'm going to leave with the, like this quote because I think it's so true. And it, uh, a guy named Icky Johnson said it. And uh, if you don't know, he's a, he's a former football player who had this accident. Uh, you can see his story on YouTube. I'd really encourage you to go look him up. But he said, you know, sometimes we don't need to hear a sermon preached. We need to see a sermon lived. And I think the best way to be missionaries 
is just to go sh show the people the love of Jesus and show you know uh, show what the Bible teaches, and that's through our actions. And uh, like like we were talking about in the summer, you know, um, several years ago before I took a summer off from Central Kids because I had to go to good old summer school and it was miserable. I hated it because I just felt like there was something more I could be doing with my summer besides uh, class and everything. So. And I know sometimes people will be like, well, I want to enjoy this. This may be my last summer before work and everything. But you'll probably get about two weeks into your summer and realize you're really, really bored and that you have nothing to do. So like Matt said, there's all kind of different ways. So I would really encourage everybody to just look at ways, if it is with your local church or if it is on a trip, to really do something and use your summer uh, for the positive instead of just sitting at home. You know, you can hang out with your friends all the time, but just... You know, uh, what better way to spend your summer than you know, growing with the Lord and just staying mission-minded. And I just want to encourage everyone to remember, the call to missions is on all of us as believers. If you're listening to this and you're a believer, you have the call to missions in your life. And it's in the strategic place that God has placed you, right? Like, my wife is a school teacher. That's her mission field. Mm -hmm. I can't go into her classroom every day and do stuff on mission because I don't have that access. She does, right? All of you have access to a specific thing. And if you're a UNA student then trust me, our mission field is our campus. Let's lock arms and let's be on mission every day, as Jacob said, with our as with our actions, with our love, but also with our words. Let's speak life into people. Let's speak the gospel into their life and back it up and live it out. And I hope to have you back on campus sooner rather than later. I hate not having you students here on campus, but even in this random deal, right? You've got your home you can be missional yeah. in. You've got your hometown that you can be missional in. You've got social media to allow you to be missional to the world. So let's do that. Let's be on mission. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the UNA BCM Podcast. Jake, thanks for joining us. No problem. And dropping some knowledge on us. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll have the call to discipleship. Pretty excited about that one coming up for you. But share this with your friends. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time right here on the UNA BCM Podcast.